0: Welcome to the Writing Renegade Podcast. We're here to help you learn how to be an indie author with advice from the best of the renegades. We cover topics like building your own author platform, getting your novel published, creating a renegade marketing plan, and beyond. Use what works for you and ignore what doesn't. That's the renegade way. And now your host, Carl S. Bloomer. Hey everybody, this is Carl Bloomer and just said, and I want to thank you for tuning in yet again to the Writing Renegade podcast. If you're new, you've picked a very great day to start listening to the podcast because the guest today is very special to me, Carla King. She has actually two writing careers, one as an adventure travel writer and the other as a self-publishing expert. She's written a ton of books, including Stories from Elsewhere, a Collection of Journeys on Two and Three Wheels. Motorcycling for Women, Beginner Bikes, Ireland, the Sacred and the Profane, Traveler's Tales, Wild Riding Women, where her stories appear, and In Search of Adventure. You can meet her at the San Francisco Writers' Conference, the Willamette Writers' Conference, Overland Expo, Horizons Unlimited, and other events throughout the year. I gotta tell you, I was looking for a motorcycle, my very first one, and I was searching the web, and people were saying you know oh, you should really start with a 650 or 800 or whatever and some people were saying like uh you know 1200 cc's or whatever and
1: uh-huh.
0: I, I wasn't finding you know and i see these bikes all the time in bike shops that you know people buy them brand new drop them and return them yeah and i was searching and searching and i found one of your books on I'm not sure where i was and you recommended the honda 250. And I did a lot of research after that Yes. and smart people were saying, we're basically saying on forums and stuff, you know, when people are re- recommending bigger bikes, no, start with a bike. You can actually handle. And yeah, it's a, it's a great bike. So thank you. <laughs>
1: You're very welcome. I wish more people would follow that advice. They would not hurt themselves and fall in love with motorcycling and, and, and be better motorcyclists and, uh everybody would be much happier but they, they, lots of friends and husbands and you know they they push people toward these larger motorcycles and it's it's a huge mistake
0: huge and, and mistake. so many so many people don't learn to ride right. they don't and they get get, get talked into bigger bikes yep nope. um and it's i think it's dumb and the uh that little honda is peppy as heck i mean i can't pass fast moving cars or bigger <laughs> bikes but it's it's zippy. It does everything I needed to do and I bought some books and um gosh, I I wish I could remember the name of it. But anyway, it basically said for the first 3 years you're a novice. Then for years 4 through 10 you're a beginner bike rider. <laughs> and then after the 10th year you're, you're experienced. So I was like, I think most people think for the first week well, for the first day I'm a beginner and then yeah. after that I'm an expert. <laughs>
1: yeah probably and so, until they drop it and then the cycle starts y- over again y- yes. <laughs> uh, yeah Um.
0: so you had did you have a Baja ride recently or were you just no. at your Baja location
1: I'm I yeah I, w- I was I was just there Um. I go off and on throughout the year not so much during the summer because it's so hot but yeah. I'm all set to go in a couple of weeks and it's a beautiful ride gorgeous ride um through the tecate hills where the wine country is now rivaling sonoma and napa really and down through the desert to the pacific ocean and then across to the sea of cortez and it's very it's it's an adventure just right in our backyard not enough people go
0: that's so nice what are you riding Mm. on it through
1: well um i have a kawasaki klr 650 which is nice. called the swiss army knife of motorcycles nice and it's very solid i could drop it i can pick it up and i can drop it again and it keeps going yes. <laughs> and i have a little 350 ktm uh dual sport that's smaller yep uh that i have at my place there and i just you know can go uh, on the little trails with, with that much more comfortably. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a classic BMW R100GS Bumblebee. It's a black and yellow uh, nice. 92 Bumblebee yeah Nice. so i've had a lot of bikes <laughs> i've had a lot of bikes <laughs> I, I did i did sell my moto guzzi california 1100 cruiser and i'm still sorry i sold it, it I, oh. I loved it but i didn't ride it enough
0: so i gotta tell you too i don't know what the carla king uh deal is in my life so i also discovered Indie publishing or something, I don't know if it was, wasn't called any publishing then also through a book of yours. I don't know if you remember, it was a free, um, I don't, this was before you became rich and famous. It, I don't <laughs> think anybody, <laughs> I don't think anybody knew who you were then. And it was kind of fascinating that you had, uh, mm. I think at the time, like a, a, a guide, a, I believe it was for women about motorcycles, and then I said
1: oh a, yes, that. a, a yeah, guide. Yeah. it was on script. I, I that's it. script.
0: Yes, yeah. that was it. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, that is still free. It's uh it's, it, I, it's a beginner's guide to buying your first motorcycle for anybody, but. I, I titled it with women uh, in the title, first of all, because men, uh, well, you've just proved the exception. Uh, don't believe me when I say start with a 125 or a 250 um, and, and go on to buy that big, you know, thousand cc Harley or the 1200 GS adventure bike uh, and, and then, yes. you know, break their leg. and say. But well. uh, a, a lot of women are, are being pressed by their guy friends to, to to get the same bike so they can ride along oh. and so i i wrote that in self defense in defense of my new women friends and i believe uh it was also published on womenridersnow.com which is a website for women in motorcycling and uh, the men who lost
0: yeah i think i've i've yeah. been to these sites i think because of that book mm-hmm. and they're great oh,
1: good. Yeah, yeah yeah so i have a different yeah it's a great little booklet it was fun i need to update it uh, but uh, it, it still stands, you, the different kinds of bikes, a standard, a cruiser, a dual sport. I, I even have a scooter, you know, in there. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, And the brands that are resale worthy, like that nice Honda Rebel, which is a 125cc cruiser, which I think anybody who's starting out whose aim is to buy a Harley should just hang out with the uh, the Honda Rebel for for uh, a year just to get used to it, <laughs> you know.
0: I saw uh, absolutely. I saw some logic where people were saying, "Don't get a small bike when you're starting out because you'll just be frustrated. You'll just sell it in a year to get a bigger bike." And I'm thinking, that's, that's right. the whole point. <laughs> yes,
1: Spend <laughs> because- 1000 dollars or less, and, and, <laughs> and buy something that you can drop and scratch and and not cry about, and then and, and move and, on up.
0: And control. So you're not. Yeah. But you're now affiliated with somebody like, Um, I hate to even say this, like, I know it's not National Geographic, but there's somebody who's promoting, like, every once in a while, I'll see you on the internet. Do you know who I mean?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh. Well, I've been writing for a PBS property called Media Shift for quite okay, a while. Okay, yes,
0: Media um, Shift PBS. On, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, on self-publishing because you know I come from a technical background. I was a tech writer in Silicon Valley for many years, and okay. before that, you know, a mechanic, sort of a Southern girl mechanic. I used to help Dad in the workshop a lot, and so, nice. um, so I, 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 I've always, you know, I've always been a writer. I've always been a, you know, mechanic and a geek, and um, so I'm really good at writing how tos. And, and figuring out how to do things. Uh I worked for PC World too when the laptops first came out. Nobody really knew much <laughs> right,
0: about the laptop, that. the the computer yeah, in the a laptop, briefcase, yeah. computer in a suitcase.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sony actually, Sony Bio gave me a laptop to take uh in on my India through India in uh to in the year 2000 on a Royal Enfield bullet. Yeah.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. And Did you have a sidecar? Yeah, it was fun.
1: <laughs> no, that was a bullet. That was the, the 500 bullet, a very large bike for India. People would s- yeah. stop and say, oh, that's such a humongous bike, you know, and because they if they had a bullet, it was a three 300cc mm-hmm. bullet. So the 500, it would be like somebody on a sportster going, oh, look at that, you know, fat boy or that, you know, that Electroglide. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes. uh, You know, the fact that you really shouldn't go more than about 45 miles an hour in India. uh, Yeah. It means I've had people, this gal shipped her her GS. People will ship their, their big... Huge motorcycles over to india i'm like, no, just go and buy an infield for five hundred dollars and yes. if it breaks down there's an infield on every corner anyway right. <laughs> so, and it's always more interesting when you break down
0: <laughs> yes
1: yeah it it was fun uh it, your sense of personal space it, it gets challenged in these countries in India the, the first thing that happened is uh, uh well, the first thing that happened was I realized that my infield that was Given to me by the factory in Madras uh, or in Chennai, as they call it now. Um, Again, the controls were on the other side. Oh boy! Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my! Hand
1: controls. Yeah. So (laughs) I was having a little bit of a hard time with that. And then my first stoplight in town, um, scooters and little bikes uh, and cars kept crowding and crowding and crowding until our handlebars were touching. Mm. Right. It, oh yeah, cuz traffic would stop at the light and then there would be these little holes, right? And and you know, lane sharing or street <laughs> it's just a fact of life there and everybody would push their way up to the front and get very crowded. And it, it, it's just a fact <laughs> that you bump people and I I had accidents every day, little accidents, people would bump me. I had a boy on a bicycle run into the side of me. He was so he was so shocked to see me. Uh, that he he literally just ran and in, ran into me, and I slowly went over, and then uh, I hit somebody on the sidewalk who went over, and it was this domino effect. <laughs> but nobody, oh, yes. nobody was hurt. I was <laughs> a bit. But that happened every day, it happened all the time. You have to be so much more aware. And when I came back to the U.S. after that trip, it just all felt <laughs> so much easier.
0: Um, you know who you should meet. You ever hear of Lois Price?
1: Oh, yes, we're friends. Yeah. She, yeah.
0: I was gonna say she's your British equivalent. Uh, okay, well, good. Of course you are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all. Back. Um,
0: okay, so this we, is
1: we we all meet uh, at the Overland Expo every year, uh, or one of the Horizons Unlimited events. Both are for Overland travelers. Yes. and and you know it, it's so much fun to get together after a year or two and catch up and. Read yep. and see pictures, and we all give each other slideshows and hang around the campfire. You have nice. to go to one of these events. They're, oh, nice. they're probably you, anywhere it's, near you.
0: It is. It's my dream to go to, definitely go to one of them and hear her speak and hear you speak about this kind of mm-hmm. thing. So this podcast is about writing.
1: Oh yes, that's right. Writing, writing, <laughs> so, writing. Let, but, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, but I never noticed before how much they sounded like. They hmm. do, don't they? Um. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, where if somebody wanted to read about your adventures, do you want to plug a?
1: Oh yeah, well
0: a source book.
1: Well, you can go to CarlaKing.com dot com and and read, uh, find my books and find my, my blog posts, and I'm also published in many other books uh, and magazines. I'm published in uh, magazines like Adventure Motorcycle Magazine and uh women writers now i i do a lot of gear reviews and uh motorcycle reviews as well uh, i contribute nice. stories to the traveler's tales series um uh you can read a lot of my upcoming china road motorcycle diaries online yeah. for free um trying to finish that book it's real hard because as a nonfiction yeah. writer uh it, it's difficult to fit a memoir into that traditional narrative arc. Right? Yeah that needs to happen you know you have got the hero's journey and you've come up against an obstacle and it it keeps building and building and then three quarters of the way through the book you have your epiphany or your climax and then you've got your denouement yeah that well in the case (laughs) of american borders you know all that sort of happened at the beginning of of my trip because the bike kept breaking down in the beginning and by the end you know i'm sort of giving it away but uh, by the end i had fixed the bike so many times I really knew how to take care of it and I had gotten some parts replaced and the factory sent me you know several new alternators for example until that that was right and finally it was a smooth ride and I wasn't having any adventures anymore because I wasn't breaking down as much as I was at the beginning of my stories. I
0: think memoirs do take after fiction much more than they take after nonfiction. I think the creative license is huge because you're trying to give a message. It isn't, you're not writing your autobiography. You're writing your impressions right. you, of what this trip yeah. meant to you and did to you and and all that sort of thing.
1: Right, and there's nothing more boring than reading somebody's, you know, day-by-day travel journal. I mean, unless, you, know, you know, unless it's, um, oh, who's the... Uh, you know, the snow leopard or you know, something like that. Yeah. But it's right. uh Peter Matheson, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Peter <laughs> He, he uh, so really so many memoirs and uh, so many travelogues especially are just simply reprints or cleaned up uh daily journals, which you know, starting at the airport is not the way to start a travelogue. You have to start in the action and I've you know, I'm starting to help other people publish. So I'm I'm yep. coaching a lot on where the story should start. Usually, you, you rip the first four or five chapters out and throw them away. Yeah, in, which in is tough for people race. to do. I, exactly. So you know, I I want to publish books that are are well written who that are that 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 are exciting, <laughs> right?
0: That's so, Uh,
1: Cheryl Strayed did that whole did her whole uh wild book it, mm-hmm. it, it was an inner mm-hmm. journey not much was really happening on her walk so if you study that she's a very skilled writer and how she switches between tenses and and uh creates a an inner journey that really is the main part of the yeah. trip the main um theme I, I i think i think they'll see so many trap people who want to write travel are just telling you what they did and they're not using sensual detail it's always right. sight and there's also smell and sound and touch and right taste. weather you know these are rich, rich cold rich versus hot I Many people forget to mention
0: definitely. that
1: yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Rain bugs
0: drops. dirt yeah. mud yeah. i don't know if you've ever heard of uh the emotional thesaurus the um oh you need to just google it um They just launched a website recently, but you go in and you can see your characters um, or not. You say you're talking to somebody and they're angry with you or happy to see you, whatever you'll see that. It's just like the senses, or at least for me, I had given them no emotional, like uh, um, someone is angry. So their face has turned a little bit red.
1: Motion thesaurus. Is that by Uh, Angela Ackerman? Angela Ackerman. Yeah. Uh, You know, who else that reminds me? Diane Ackerman, probably not related. uh, She wrote a great book called The Natural History of the Senses, which is amazing for everybody, but for writers as well. And it's a good read. She's a scientist, Diane Ackerman. Nice. So, uh, the other book that's amazing too is Connie Hales uh Sin and Syntax. Nice. <laughs> it's a grammar book and the subtitle is how to craft wickedly effective prose. Huh. And it's a fun fun book. And then the other one that I love for travel uh, is Homeground. It's a it's a guide to the American landscape. It was a compilation of definitions of terms that a lot of us have forgotten when describing landscape by Barry Lopez, who was a poet laureate. I think he was a poet laureate. And, uh, you know, I I love the definition of things like rack line, you know, in, in, on the beach there's the rack line and that's the, the highest tide that the highest tide that, that, leaves all the seaweed and some animals uh dead on that uh on the beach right you see it and it kind of smells and it's got all this weird stuff in it and trash and and uh i didn't know it was called a rack line w-r-a-c-k and so it's got terms like these and it's just you know it's just a constant constant education to to write and to to craft and to, to to learn about the craft. It never ends. And as wordsmiths, we, we love that, don't we? Yes,
0: I would, it, it is lifelong and you'll never get and it. Mm-hmm. And it is so amazing to learn something new and you can't get there until you've written something and then you've written something better and then you've written something better mm-hmm. because it's only then mm-hmm. are, you, are you open to, you know what, you're nowhere near, here's something else you need to learn. Because if you knew every, if, if you knew how much, how hard it was to actually, because a lot of people write and they just go, yeah, I wrote this. Great. You know, I'm a writer now. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, you took your first step. Well, I, I, I consider myself still a beginner, like we talked about with, with motorcycles, you know, you write, you know, your first three novels, you're a novice. Novels four through 10, a beginner, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of corresponds.
1: And I think it's really important to share, but uh, you know I had this great writing group i had i I've had a few really wonderful writing groups and just to sit and have and read to people and get their honest input uh it is is amazing and I had this one writing group the wild writing women in in San Francisco, that we published a book together in two thousand and one on uh, stories of world travel. Mm-hmm. and it was a hit immediately and then 911 happened <laughs> oh. and nobody wanted to travel anymore <laughs> so we're like yeah, oh yeah. no when i first started joining writing groups a lot of people they they just wanted to feel good about the writing and i moved on because i wanted to make a living at my writing so i knew i needed constructive and and very uh you know maybe s- s- criticism that wasn't, you know, not unkind, but constructive criticism. I wanted the truth. Would somebody buy the story? (laughs) How can I make it saleable? How can I make it reach somebody? Like, it was my message coming through. Not like, oh, that was awesome. You're a good writer. (laughs) That doesn't help. That doesn't help you.
0: (laughs) Which is, no, that's useless. It's a lot of writing groups are like that, too. It's either um, jealousy, which results in antagonistic, uh not helpful commentary or no you know like that kind of beginner commentary you get which is like, oh I really love this. Oh thank you. It's like that's I already know this sucks. You know, I already know this is a draft. So loving it doesn't help me at all. Then no, don't fall it's, I
1: think it's essential for writers but, um, to share amongst each other and get this kind of criticism. Um and I know, you know, I, worked, I have worked too long in isolation many times in my life. Actually, one of them at one time is right now because <laughs> I've been moving between San Diego and Baja and San Diego and Baja. And I haven't really, um, you know, settled down and been able to create the kind of community that I had up in the Bay Area. And I'm sad about that, but um, I, need to, I need to rectify it. <laughs> I really do. Cause I, I'm crazy by right. myself, you know. You can get crazy sitting here all alone, going, "Is that a good sentence? What am I trying to
0: do?" Yeah, no. You need you need at one at least one person mm-hmm. that you could bounce stuff off of.
1: And it's nice. I mean, I have my travel writing tribe with that. I see it horizons unlimited, and uh, you know, we share stories a lot and publish uh, in in. Uh, in magazines like Adventure Motorcycle Magazine, they have a really great editor, Paul Smith, who is an amazing wordsmith who who hones everything. Mm-hmm. Every every motorcycle story, every story in Adventure Motorcycle Ma- Magazine, is beautifully edited. It is a, a lush tapestry of words and pictures nice. that that magazine. It's lovely.
0: Nice. It oh, you were talking about writing and words and and so on. I don't know if you ever heard of the Inky Fool. No. no. Oh, you should. He wrote a book called the I can't even pronounce it, Etymologicon. Anyway, <laughs> he, he, you might really enjoy it because it's based on. He just talks about how we, in an extremely amusing way, how how we came to use the words that we use. Um, uh huh. And he writes a daily. I think it's the blog.com.
1: Oh, I see it. Oh, he has a Ted talk as well. You know, he and Connie no Hale, they must know each other. Yeah, he does. Look at that. Oh, the, Google that told me. the Google told me. Oh, I,
0: I never even Googled yeah. him. I just go right to Oh site. my gosh. I Google wow. everybody. I Google you. <laughs> 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 Ooh,
1: that's scary, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. So it's do you want to promote like anything you're working on and also any place you might be speaking?
1: Okay. Well, yeah, you can always find the books um, that I've written and the anthologies that I've contributed to at CarlaKing.com under the Books tab. That's handy. And if you just Google, you know, Carla King China, Carla King India, whatever, actually you can go to my Journeys tab and it, it, it'll show you what journeys I've been on and will take you to some free stories as well. And, I, you know, I'd love it if people could just sign up for my email list because I have, um, you know, a bunch of free stories that I give out and information about, you know, you can choose if you want information about travel or writing or self-publishing or motorcycling or all of them.
0: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> and, nice. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I know. It's good. Um, having a mailing list that, you know, targets each interest is, is nice yeah. because I know some people want to – talk about travel, but they don't really like motorcycles, so they're not interested in what new motorcycle has just come out that's great for travel, right? So, I (laughs) I had to separate them, because I was boring certain people, and then the motorcyclists didn't want to hear about writing, writing. that's
0: that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, but a lot of them did, a lot of them wanted to hear about everything, a lot of people just go, I want to hear anything you have to say, which is a huge compliment to a writer. And then I have my dot com website, and there, yes. uh, basically, I I I've been teaching self publishing since the mid two thousands before there were really products around it. Yeah, and because I'm a geek and a writer, <laughs> I you know I and I lived in the Bay Area, I got to know everybody who is anybody in self-publishing and uh, so I had them speak at my self-publishing boot camps and tell tell people what they did and I keep up with their products like Mark Coker who founded yep. Smashwords it's yeah, an yeah. amazing amazing product he he yep. is always doing something new and it's the really the easiest way to get your ebook out there and I, I love I just love him and I love Smashwords and then um, you know, all the whole, you know, controversy over Amazon and whether you should use KDP select, which a lot of people do, they go exclusive, but it's a big mistake. It's a big mistake. And unless you actually have, you know, a marketing strategy around using Kindle, you know, Kindle, uh, select KDP select. Yep. So, you know, Amazon likes to push that program because every, every time you publish on Kindle, they're like oh join kdp select you'll do this you'll do that and so mm-hmm. writers just sort of mindlessly go oh that sounds like a good idea and they don't really think oh what does that mean that i can't distribute anywhere else including my own website for 90 <laughs> days and then 90 days go by and then it re it re um unless you cancel it yeah. you, you get another 90 days and so you know, it's just so frustrating, um, and because most people, writers don't know. And then for print, you know, CreateSpace is awesome. Ingram Spark is amazing. They have mm-hmm. um, hardbacks, which is in short supply these days. It's oh, I didn't hardback. know
0: that. Oh, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Cool. You know, everybody goes to Lulu, and, and Lulu used to be a great company, and but they have recently partnered with the big bad author solutions companies. Oh,
0: why did they do uh, that?
1: Book for their marketing package. And I just was oh, helping it go because I that's... do these one on one consultations with people, uh, just about like three people a month. That's mm-hmm. all I can handle. Um, because I have this Boot bootcamp download for 99 bucks, which is such a bargain. It's got like 15 hours of teaching in there. Wow. But people just want to, you know, they want to, they just want to talk to me for three hours and get their publishing path set out. And that's good. I can do that. I actually love to do that.
0: Um, Have you heard of Udemy.com? U D E. -E? I
1: have. I have.
0: Uh, You might be really successful with that because one thing, you already have videos done.
1: I'm going to cut you off there because I started, I'm starting to teach on Teachable. Oh.
0: I don't know I do.
1: I have, I have, actually, you can buy everything I'm going to teach right now for 99 bucks on selfpubbootcamp.com But n- people aren't buying it because honestly they're overwhelmed. Even though they're in, you know, yes. 16 segments, but I will be selling each one of those segments for $99. They also think that an hour is the best time length and I and I agree. And also, I am going to turn my little free How to Buy Your First Motorcycle book into a course Mm -hmm. and then also um, uh, how to start traveling. Nice. Yes. uh, That as well, because a lot of people go, well, how do you start traveling? Like, what products do you actually need? Like, what tents? What, uh, you know, what motorcycle gear? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you have to be careful of, etc.? And and I get these questions all the time. And I'm not going to you know, charge a hundred bucks for those courses. I will charge, you know, a hundred to two fifty for my self publishing courses. Well, there you go. So now That's I cool. have to develop a course on that as well as writing my book and self publishing boot camp and, you know, starting a publishing company. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. So you
0: now you need to hire a director and <laughs> a Yeah, yeah. Um by the way, some of these I've seen is the it would be like you on your motorcycle or you standing in some exotic place. And uh, talking to the person <laughs> by looking at the camera. Cause those are fascinating as uh, opposed to like a, some of these are like a slideshow. Here's the gear you need, bullet items slides no,
1: wait, in. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, but you and could my actually My partner John is great at that. And he could he could he could Good. film he could do Good. A film. And, you know, I've got a wonderful place on the Sea of Cortez Done. with the ocean the sea and, and the sand and cacti and little trails. Nice.
0: Perfect. And... Cause you're Carla King. <laughs>
1: That's a good voice. Maybe I'll get you to introduce me. That's right. <laughs>
0: Everybody, put your hands together. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go. This has been a treat for me. Um Well, thank you. And also, I will look for places where you'll be speaking. And cuz I would, Oh I would,
1: yeah, that'll be the uh, I I am speaking at several Oh places, yeah, that was so. one of the questions. I'm speaking uh, I'll be speaking at, in San Francisco two or three times in february 2016 just on the
0: streets um, around, just street corners on the on the street with corners the, with all the, the mimes and the jugglers okay
1: yeah. mm-hmm. No, at the san francisco writing conference i i run the self-publishing track there wow. and i speak a lot about how to self-publish and i moderate a lot of panels with other experts um Okay, and I'll actually be doing a four-hour workshop uh, in San Francisco for, or in Marin, for the Bay Area Independent Publishers Association, B-A-I-P-A dot org, I think it is, on the new tools in self-publishing and how you can leverage them on top of the normal distribution channels like Smashwords and Ingram and, uh, and, um, Amazon I'll be talking about products like Leanpub and Gumroad and Scribd and you know mm-hmm. uh, other other places you can monetize your writing in different ways. Nice. And, and reach new audiences and even crowdfund and make money before your book is finished oh, which nice. is always yeah. a nice go to dot king.com or com yeah. and uh, sign up for my email newsletter and you can you can get news and all this. Stuff.
0: Okay, I think technology.
1: <laughs> <to> yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks for
0: listening to this week's episode of the No BS Writing Advice Podcast. Visit WritingRenegade.com for more free writing tools. Carl teaches at Udemy.com. Head over and take the his courses today. You can listen to more episodes on iTunes and TheWritingRenegade.com. WritingRenegade.com.